girl, I'll take you to the dance, because my love for you is no forgery. Welcome to episode 10 of the Mutant Musings Evolution Podcast for the middle of May 2021. I am Jonathan, and with me as always is my soul patch, Patty. Remember to leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. Why haven't you given us a review yet? Why not let your thoughts on our podcast join these glowing testimonials? Major Rager 42069 writes, Mutant Musing sure is a podcast that exists. Ooh, a scientific fact. Paging Dr. Boner says, Maybe I took way too much acid, but listening to Mutant Musings makes me believe that the giant testicle outside my door won't cut me up and feed me to its family. So thanks, Jonathan and Patty. Look, we're helping people. Milfgasm states, hot singles in New Jersey looking for casual sex. Just one click away. Oh, stop it, Milfgasm. You're going to make us blush. I think that last one was spam. But that's impossible, Patty. You're vegan. <laughs> and <laughs> and speaking of meat, whether it's the kind you eat or the kind you beat. Skeet, skeet, skeet. You may find our language outrageous. Audacious and salacious. With bad language and innuendo. We do not pretendo. Patty, what's with the rhymes? You're literally writing these lines, just telling y'all we're beyond reforming. So there's your explicit content warning. I can't read. <laughs> that's because you're drunk. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. How's, uh, how you doing, drunk Patty? Uh, well, we got a new, uh, well, I mean, this is going to be old news whenever this airs, but... We got a new uh, UK queen. Um, oh, not not like the Queen of England. She didn't die, to my knowledge. Um, oh boy, that would wow. be really funny if this came out and then she died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, or, or what are she the chances? She's like a hundred and five. If she died in between, that's awkward. Um, no, I mean uh, a RuPaul's Drag Race queen. Um, yeah. It was a little disappointing. I think Rue's been off his game lately. Maybe all the fracking fumes are going to his head. Yeah, Rue sucks. Rue was the worst yeah. part of the show. Yeah. I have to be on- honest with you. I'm sorry I to butt in, but I have to say this. Um, when I started watching this with you in 2015, you remember for a few years how much I fucking hated Michelle Visage? Yes. RuPaul is now my most hated person <laughs> on that show. <laughs> oh my God. Jonathan was ready to cry when fucking... Um, Denali got eliminated. Yeah, yeah, and I saw and I saw that spoiler too. I've been pretty good at, at avoiding spoilers for for Drag Race on on Twitter, but that's one that that I saw and I just I, I couldn't process it. And then we're we're watching that, and I didn't tell Pat, I didn't spoil it for Patty. I just told her that I saw the spoiler. And so then we're watching the episode, and I'm waiting to see how this all goes down. And and yeah, I was so so fucking mad. But you know, at this point, by the time this comes out, there's going to be uh, a, a new U.S drag race uh winner maybe this this yeah. season may this season may have another 27 episodes yeah i this, have no this idea season ain't gonna end yeah it's i feel just like never it's already end. been going on for like 20 years this this season i feel like was pre-pandemic but this this season started on fucking new year's didn't it uh yes yes i think it started on yes. new year's day you are correct <laughs> yes god it's the first day, it's the first day of spring there's your peek behind the curtain, everybody. It's already been going on two and a half months. We're like halfway done. Yeah, so maybe it won't be done in, in May by the time this comes out. Who the fuck knows? Um, I don't know. We'll probably be disappointed by whoever wins, too. U Utica's cow wins. That's uh, who wins. 
God. Oh, my God. She's so cringy. <laughs> That's Ugh. what I've been saying since the beginning. No, I, I didn't get it until I saw her enough, because at first I liked her. Yeah. Now I hate her. Yeah. But whatever. Hashtag Jonathan was right. That's that's what you got to remember. My feelings on people and things are always correct. Always correct. Yes. So we watched some TV episodes. Yeah, we sure did. That are not drag race related. Drag race Drag race rusings. How about that? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, we, we, we got a couple episodes to talk about. And so, this time, it looks like I trusted uh, the the Disney order because everything looked okay. And then partway through this episode, I realized, nope, I shouldn't have trusted Disney for this one. Why? It's not a big deal. So, listen, it's not a major plot point. Um, but I'm certain that I made a little oopsie and that the next time we record the next episodes we watch, we're going to see something that in this time has already happened. So I don't know if you noticed, uh, in this episode that we're going to talk about shadow dance. Did you notice the blob's hair? Yeah. I was wondering what happens. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that it happens in walk on the wild side where boom, boom convinces him to shave his head. Um, and we're talking about that next time. So it's not a major plot point, but it's a little oopsie. Uh, and so, you know what though? This is on me for trusting Disney. The blob's hair is inconsistent and I'm sorry for, for everybody dealing with it, but, uh, but we're just going to have to move past it, move on. I accept full blame. I was a little bit confused, but, um, I didn't want to talk over the show cause I wanted to hear what was happening. I was like, wait, did something happen and I completely forgot about it? Probably. But this time, like I said, I decided um, this like this looks correct on Disney as well. Let me let me just take Disney's word for it and, and let's go ahead. You never take Disney's word for anything. Stupid fucking little detail. So whatever, whatever it's over with. But otherwise, no big deal. Uh, all right. So we're talking about the episode Shadow Dance. I wonder if Shadow Cat dances. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. I was like, this episode isn't all about Shadow Cat, but she does dance. She does. So that's dance. a good point. She definitely does dance. Uh, so this this episode is about a couple of things. It's about the Sadie Hawkins dance, and it's also about Kurt uh, and his teleporting ability. And it's got Forge in it. So look at that. Woo-hoo. Look at that. He, he came back. They brought him back. He looks a little bit more modern now. A little bit more modern clothes for for 2002, and he's got a soul patch, which was which was cool, I guess, in 2002. I don't know. Uh, in 2002, I had a goatee. Fun fact. <laughs> I had a goatee for many years. Uh, I cannot fucking believe. I thought I was so cool with my barbells through my ears and my, my goatee. I had those like chunky plastic shoes, the like the soft plastic ones with all the straps on them, the glitter ones. And I had like every flavor of Sobe Life water. It was a better time. <laughs> Oh I shit! I used... miss Sobe Life Water. I used to drink that. Oh my god! Oh wow! Right? It was so yeah. good. And then where is it now? You know what they have now? This just reminded me. They have um like a Coca Cola coffee drink. Uh, I saw somebody tweet a picture of it a little while ago. And when I went to Quick Check to get my Monster, I was looking for it, and they don't fucking have it. I may have to order it. Uh, I want to try Coca Cola coffee. It's like, you know, like energy coffee drink. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try that. 
Interesting. I know. All right, so this episode. So so Kitty and Lance were up until one thirty in the morning talking, and Aww. Kitty joins. Yeah, Kitty joins Rogue in the hallway first thing in the morning, and Rogue is like, "You asked him to the dance yet?" And Kitty's like, "No, you asked Scott yet?" And then and then Gene comes by and makes it all awkward. Apparently, Duncan is under the impression that Gene and and him are going to go together, but Gene hasn't asked him yet. Now, is this a thing that happened at schools back then? Because this never happened at my school. We never had. It never happens in my school either. (laughs) No, but I've seen it. I've seen it on shows, but I just assumed it didn't happen in my school. But it's a thing that's referenced in all this media. So it must happen somewhere. Everywhere. Every fucking show like this has a Sadie Hawkins dance. And who is Sadie Hawkins? I, uh, probably a lady. <laughs> so so anyway, so so that's going to come back. Uh, so Forge is there. Forge is at the mansion. And they want to test out, you know, Kurt's teleporting. Figure out where he goes when he disappears. Because, you know, it smells like sulfur. So Forge has a theory. He creates all these fucking contraptions. Uh, hooks it all up on Kurt. And Kurt, like, slowly floats through this other fiery fucking dimension. And it slows him down. So he's got, like, a camera hooked up. And, uh, and yeah, it's just to collect information on it. And, you know, Kurt's, Kurt's a little fucking like worried, but he doesn't see the fucking dinosaurs that the viewer sees. They're like these fucking demonic dinosaurs hiding behind rocks and shit. And so Kurt doesn't see them. So when Kurt gets out to forge his lab, you know, he's just like, okay, I'm on my way back. You know, the viewer sees that there's like this tear in between dimensions and a dinosaur is trying to get out and then it closes real quick and you know wonder if that's going to come back at all but the real drama in this episode the real drama the dance yeah and gene is being all coy and like scott can we talk at lunch and uh kurt's like oh she's gonna ask you and then scott's like oh what about what about amanda has amanda asked you yet and so this is this is Amanda Sefton. I don't think they said her last name. They did not. In in this episode, but that is supposed to be the actual comic book character, Amanda Sefton. I thought that she was white. She is white. Oh, okay. Not in this show, she is not. Which is fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. She is super cute in this show. Super fucking cute in this show and awkward, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, she is like a muty chaser. Oh, Patty. Really? Jonathan. <laughs> Uh, that sounds like an episode of uh jerry or, <laughs> or something i just i don't want to go down that road all right anyway jerry, jerry. <laughs> so kitty asks lance he seemed like really nervous um because like you know he's the bad boy and he's got to like keep up this facade like he like, oh i wouldn't be caught dead at a dance sort of fucking like attitude yeah um, he was like uh i'll have to let you know and then yeah. she looks really sad, and she's like, okay. And then he's like, I decided. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. I was I was happy about that. I was going to be really pissed if he turned her down. Same. So anyway, uh, we cut back to the Institute, and Xavier, Forge, and Logan are watching the footage from the fucking brimstone dimension. And <laughs> they see they actually see one of the fucking dinosaurs on the footage. And so Logan is just like, I'll go I'll go with him next time. That poor fucking kid. I felt so bad for Kurt this episode. 
right up until the end. It, it was a little different in the end, but but I felt so bad for him. Yeah, he was like, I'm never going there again. I don't want to teleport anymore. I'm not using my powers. This is scary. Yeah, and before we even get there, like, so at lunch, Kurt is hanging out with Scott and Spike, and they're talking about Amanda. And, you know, Skite's like, oh, bro, she's going to feel two furry fingers. Um, and Kurt starts freaking out how this this was a mistake and he shouldn't be going. And, I, you know, I just feel so bad for him. Like, you want this kid to have a win, you know? Uh, Amanda's, like, really cute. Like, we never met. We just meet her this episode. It's just, like, out of nowhere. Um, but apparently it seems like she's had a crush on him. Her friend said she has a crush on him. So, like, come on, just fucking make this work for the kid. And now he's got to worry about what she's going to feel, like, when he's touching her. Or if he, or if she touches his face, you know, because she's going to feel the fur. You know, Scott is just like, oh, just wear gloves. You know, it's like when people ask me about my eyes. But it's a little different with Scott because, you know, it's just his eyes. It's not his whole fucking everything, you know. He doesn't have to wear an inducer. So Scott gets it to a degree, but... You know, not not completely. Oh, it's like in the X Men movies where Rogue is like, "How oh how do I fix my powers?" <laughs> and Storm is like, "Our powers are a blessing." <laughs> yeah. Okay, beautiful black woman who makes clouds. Sure. <laughs> you you explain you mutants explain things to this to this little girl who kills people by touching them. <laughs> Oh, and that's the thing, too, when, uh, was her, I don't know, goth friend who's clearly Mystique in disguise. Was Ristique? Talk- yeah, Ristique. <laughs> she was like, oh, did you, did you ask Scott yet? And she was like, oh, I can't go to dance because the last boy that I danced with died. <laughs> All right, that's not exactly what she said, but but I get what you're saying. The last boy I danced with died. That should have that should have been the fucking canon line. It really should have been. They notice that Gene is walking is walking up to them, and then all of a sudden, Taryn that swoops in. Cunt. She swoops in. Uh, Scott, want to go to the dance? That and is Scott- also mystique in disguise. Patty, what the fuck? uh scott turns and looks at gene and gene notices and just like turns and walks away i could not believe that uh risty asks rogue to go with her so of course risty risty doesn't care about dancing with the boys because she's a lesbian anyway yeah so so good for her wait that bitch taryn was friends (laughs) with gene wasn't she yes i'm bringing it back to taryn that fucking cunt you don't do that to your friend Okay, but but Taryn does make a good point that yes, Jean has had all the chances in the world. That's that's fine, and I know that she's also stringing along Mister Musclehead, but I don't <laughs> give a fuck about him. You you don't go after your friend's crush. That's like feminism one hundred and one. You also don't date your friend's ex. I've had that happen to me. Either do Scott or get off the pot. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. But <laughs> it would have been fine if it was somebody who wasn't Gene's friend. And listen, listen, I, I, you know, I mean, stuff similar to this happened to me in high school uh, as well. Like, it's a fucked up thing that I think teenagers do. And it's not just teenagers. A fucking adults do it, too. Um, you know, it's a trope. 
but but still, you know what? It's Scott and Jean. Like, come on, just fucking do it already. My school was really small. We didn't have any cute boys. Sorry, you had slim pickings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't go to any dances because I was a metalhead and I was too cool for that shit. I love how the Brotherhood all teases Lance for uh, going to a dance with uh, a girl he has a crush on. They're all just kind of laughing at him. I mean, honestly, like, the, you know, the sentiment is stupid, but it was very funny just how they were all just ragging on him, like, all at the same time, Blob and Toad and Boom Boom, all just fucking, like, laughing at him. But in the end, it was cute because then they, they all decided to go. Um, And then, you know, Lance isn't sad anymore that his friends are making fun of him and he smiles. And Quicksilver was like, I'll go with four girls. <laughs> yeah. All right, slow down a little bit, buddy. Like, being being quick is one thing, but th- it's not always what you want to do. Yeah. So that was a funny little scene. All right. So so anyway, we're 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 back to experimenting on Kurt, and uh, yeah, Logan goes with him. They're wearing all these stupid looking contraptions. I don't get it, but uh, yeah. So they're fucking floating, and then yeah, the fucking dinosaurs start attacking, and it leaves poor Kurt all fucking traumatized. So they they reemerge in the school gym, and Kurt just like takes off the gear, throws it, and is like, "I'm never teleporting again." And, you know, Logan calls the professor and is like, oh, there's not going to be a return trip. You better pick us up. And, you know, Forge wants Kurt to make yet another trip. And, you know, Kurt is like, a, he's fucking traumatized. I feel so, so bad for him and having such a bad experience with this. You know, something that he's he's been doing, he's gotten used to, he's, you know, practicing, getting good at. And and now, you know, it's become this this thing that's fucking terrifying. Forge said something like, oh, I'm just going to slow down your teleportation, but don't worry, you won't get stuck in there or anything. And I'm like, bro, you were stuck in the 80s for like 20 years. The 70s. The 70s. Okay, you were stuck in your invention for 30 years. Patty, that's an incredible fucking point. Imagine that. Imagine if that was the plot that they decided to bring back. Like, let's trust the guy who got himself stuck in an alternate dimension for 30 years was putting this other kid in a dimension and slowing it down. Oh, my God. That's a great fucking point. Why would they trust him to do this? I would have been that's like, what I said. Kurt should have been like, nah, I'm good, bro. And just like, you know, walked away. <laughs> but Yeah, well, son, also he was using like 70s lingo. Like, groovy and shit like that. I forget what else he said. Yeah. But thank God Xavier stepped in and said, no, I'm not going to force you to do this yeah. again. Yeah, because, yeah, because this 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 is counterintuitive to what they're supposed to be learning. How to, how to hone their powers, how to become better with it, how to be comfortable with themselves. And now this kid who looks the way he does is uncomfortable teleporting. So anyway, dance time. And, uh, of course, uh, since we saw in Forge's lab... When Kurt reemerged, it left a little cut in between dimensions that since he teleported the second time to the gym where everybody's dancing, one of the fucking dinos emerges. And so and so this was kind of cool because we got to see some fighting with them. Uh, Gene threw one of them, I think, uh, at the fucking the backboard of the basketball hoop. That was neat. One of them comes out by the girl's bathroom. The Brotherhood is is hanging out there while Boom Boom's in the bathroom. And one of the dinosaurs attacks them and Blob ends up sitting on it. Uh, so that was cool. But Amanda apparently knows about Kurt. She's known about Kurt. And is like, get us out of here. And, you know, Kurt, like, freezes up and she's like, make us disappear. I've seen you do it before. And so he does. 
Forge brings the fucking what the hell was it called? I don't even remember what I don't it was know called. the zappy thing. Yeah, the zappy thing that Toad was having fun with, uh, with Mystique's furniture in her car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he brings it to the school and zaps all the dinos away. But but the end where Kurt is walking Amanda home and she wants to see what he really looks like and he's like, oh, I don't think what you'll like what you see. And she's like, let me be the judge of that. And so he turns his inducer off. And, like, you could just see, like, the, the fucking look in her eyes. She's just, like, so smitten with him and so amazed by him. And she tells him the story about how she saw it in the hallway. The one time he was talking to Rogue and his inducer was on the fritz, she was like, I already liked you then. I don't think you even knew who that existed. And she's just, like, looking at him from behind her locker door. And then the inducer goes on the fritz, and she sees him all blue before he teleports away. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, I haven't told anyone. And, you know, Kurt's being all down, like, oh, I bet you think I'm hideous. And she's like, my favorite color is blue. And she's like, let me treat us to some ice cream. And she's like, oh, that's an offer you may regret. And it ends all happy and sweet. It was so cute. That was, oh, my God, it's one of my favorite moments so far in this show, honestly, because there's such a sweet ending. Like, Kurt has been this, like, he's been able to be himself around everybody uh, at the Institute, just like freely, you know, he can look like himself while indoors when he's at school. Okay. He's got the inducer, so he can't look like himself, but he's still around his friends and his close friends all know. And so now here he is with this human girl who thinks he's attractive and wants to be around him. He's all nervous. Like you're not going to like the true me. And, and she already knows. And she's just, again, like I said, she's just so smitten with him. And it's just an amazing moment for this lovable character. And it makes me so fucking happy that it ended this way. That, you know, it wasn't like she saw him and she ran away. Yeah, I was kind of worried when she took, like, such an interest in him and then, like, also knew stuff about him. I was, like, worried because I didn't realize that it was Amanda Sefton. Because then I would have been like, oh, this is going to be cute. So the whole time I was like kind of on edge, like waiting for something (laughs) to happen. You know, with uh, like with uh, Glob when he found a girl that he thought liked him. Oh, my God. And then it turned out like she was like a hate group. Fucking uh, the heartbreak of that. Mutie bashers or some shit. Yeah, that's what I was worrying about. Yeah. But I'm glad that that's not what happened. This show seems to kind of peer for that. I guess you don't have to tell me if uh, it's it's like a big deal or something, but is it, is Amanda a magician in this show or witch or whatever the fuck they call him? To, uh, to be honest, I don't remember. I don't okay. think so. I, I don't think so. I could be wrong. She is going to definitely show up again. Okay. I'm fine with, absolutely fine with the liberties that they took with this character in the show as they've done with a lot of the characters she's great so far she's she's absolutely great so far i mean kind of in the comics too she kind of also showed up from nowhere yeah i don't even remember i know she she showed up in the 70s it must have been in the 70s yeah. I don't feel... she, they didn't really even give her much of an introduction it was just like he already knew her and he was like oh amanda it was like yeah. that kind of thing yeah and i know then she disappeared for a while and i know yeah. that she came back in excalibur but uh, I I am still very early in Excalibur, so I, I don't I don't I don't know when she shows up again. So I like this episode. The whole um, the spotlight on Kurt, the dance, the dance, the, the dance. dance. That was my, 
that was definitely the best part. The whole, you know, his his uh, brimstone dimension and slowing that things down, weird. him being scared. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of I think it's neat that they touched on it, but I don't think they needed to dive too deep into it. So I'm glad that this it was just like sort of a side thing, and it brought the dinos in so we could see some action. But that the real drama was in between the characters. Very high school sort of sitcom type of situations. Very relatable. And I just, it was, it was just very feel good episode and I absolutely loved it. So is your favorite color also blue? Dabba dee, dabba die. Has Kurt found a manda hugging kiss? You stole that from the Simpsons and now everyone knows. You may regret offering to pay for ice cream, but you won't regret sticking around while we take a quick commercial break. God, it's such a beautiful day out. Like, it's the perfect day to go to the mall and just, like, spend money and be inside and stuff. And while you're at the mall, you can listen to awesome podcasts on geekade.com. Whoa, like, don't just pop up and surprise me like that. I have a black belt in bunny yoga. Shop at Goth Topic while listening to video game talk on the Stone Age Gamer. Take a trip to Spencer's while listening to SparkCast talk about Transformers. Suck down some McDonald's chili dogs and check out TV discussion on this week's episode. OMG! I love video games, Transformers TV, and McDonald's chili dogs. The podcasts on Geekade.com sound perfect because, like, people trying to talk to me in real life and it's, like, dumb. Just, like, shut up and let me throw rocks at this train officer. Plus, Geekade.com even has YouTube and Twitch channels. Why is Geekade.com literally perfect? I just want to make out with it. Check out Geekade.com today. So next episode we're talking about is Retreat. I fucking love this episode so much. Do you? It's one that we talked about before. Yeah, it's because I picked it. Oh, our summer series two years ago, this this episode never got enough votes from from people on social media. So I was just like, fuck it, we're going to talk about it because I love it. So yeah, in 2019, the, the summer series we did for this show, Good I picked year. it. year. <laughs> yeah, better times, am I right? Better times. Do you guys remember places? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, places don't exist anymore, right? No, no more no, no more, more they got rid of that from the noun i heard yeah it's not, it's not people places and things anymore it's just people and things <laughs> <laughs> right all right so anyway uh it opens with cops chasing beast and beast <laughs> fucking with the cops he stomps on a cop car patty you like you like that you don't like beast but you I like something like- on I do like stomping on cop cars. If I could tap dance on a cop car, I would be so happy. Patty loves stomping on the cop cars. I do. Yeah. It cost me a lot in bail money, but whatever. (laughs) What you do for love. So yeah, so this episode uh, does feature Beast. It is, uh, it is a great episode because Beast is great in everything outside of comic books. And somebody on Twitter today was like, why do people, a couple of people are, what? Why do you hate Beast? Why? I didn't realize there was Beast hate. I didn't. Like, <laughs> whoa. I mean, now, listen, I completely understand that it's people who are writing these stories. But also, you know, this 
morally questionable area. Beast has has been swimming in that pool for some years now. Yeah, um, it's been it's been going on for longer than just I've, the yeah. inhuman thing. Yes, it has. I mean, um, he left the X Men too to join the Avengers. That was like his first strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one day I'll get on my beast tirade. I also really hate how he speaks, or at least how he spoke in his early appearances. It was like you had to read like a whole paragraph of just words that somebody saw in a thesaurus one time. Like <laughs> literally nobody talks like that and he's like, Ho ho ho, excuse me, I have too large of a of a fucking IQ to fit in my pants. So <laughs> well, I obstusquaciously, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, God, I fucking, fucking hate him. Since the beginning, <laughs> since day one, <laughs> fucking hate Beast. No, but the thing is, is, you know, Beast was going for fucking nature strolls out at night because he wants, he wants to be around nature. And so that's okay. That's okay. But, you know, it's a risk because there are cops out there and the cops, cops are not nice to minorities. Like, we know this. So that is what brought on this trouble. Um, but he's complaining to the professor that, you know, he's he's got to hide. You know, he's he's free to be himself around the Institute, but he can't be free, uh, but he can't be himself everywhere else. And he's got this beastly instinct inside of him. You know, the fucking growling and stomping on the cop car. I don't know if that's a beastly instinct or a human instinct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so Xavier is like, oh, but each one of us has our own unique journey, which is, you know, kind of easier for him to say, because again, he's someone who passes as human. Jonathan, he's won't... in a wheelchair. But he passes <laughs> as a human. Ableist. <laughs> God, Jonathan, God. there are no elevators in the X Institute. <laughs> you remember the episode where he was like, some challenges are bigger than others. And he like rolled outside of the building and there were stairs and no ramp. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I can laugh at this because I use a wheelchair sometimes. I'm glad you find it so funny now, Patty. All right. <laughs> but so this is, you know, this is a great moment for Kitty because Kitty's trying to help. Kitty is so fucking helpful. Seriously. Remember how, how she helped Mr. Logan? Um, and now she's going to help Mr. McCoy. She overhears Xavier and, and Beast talking and comes up with this little plan where they can have, where they can sort of like camp out in this redwood forest for a field trip. So Beast will be safe, you know, like away from Bayville. He'll literally be out in the middle of nowhere in a forest in nature and be able to go be himself. He loves this idea. He uses it for educational purposes. So he's talking to some of the kids over breakfast, you know, for students behind, students falling behind in earth science. And so it's great. So was that really a high school class? Earth science? Yeah. Uh, there, we had like a, I forget the fucking name of it, but we had, we had a science class for it. I took it. Geophysical, oh. geophysical science. That's like earth science, right? Yeah. So this was cute. Uh, so I liked the little team that went, you know, obviously Kitty went and who else was it? It was Iceman. It was Spike. It was Wolfsbane. And it was, uh, it was Sunspot. It was kind of, it was, it was funny. I felt bad for him, but it was funny that. You know, they're all like looking around in bushes and stuff and Evan pops out and all of a sudden he's all itchy and it's like poison ivy or something. Yeah, he was, he was holding on to it and looking at it. 
He didn't really understand why he's all itchy. And then they're all swimming and they're enjoying themselves. Uh, and then we see somebody recording Beast. And then we see that there's a big camp nearby and it's a bunch of idiots who are fucking looking for for Bigfoot. And, you know, they just seem like idiots that you'll see on one of those channels that my grandmother watches <laughs> about, like, ghosts and mediums and shit like that and the quest for Bigfoot. So, you know, it's, like, not too much of a threat. They just seem like idiots. But then there are these two assholes who are carrying guns. And they look like assholes. Like, you just look at them, like, they, they look awful. So, unfortunately, Beast sends all the kids to go out on their own for a few hours to find mineral samples so he can just go out and swing around and be happy and be with nature. And yeah, so but he can... was like, it's only going to take about an hour, so I'll see you in four hours. And everybody right. was like, yay! Everybody's happy because they're going to go, you know, fuck around in the woods for a few hours. Oh, that's not good. I'm thinking about <laughs> when I was a teenager, what I used to do in the woods. Um, <laughs> whatever. These are good kids. This is not me. I'm not going to make it about me. But anyway, you know, I mean, the you know, the kids will go have fun. Beast will will get to go have fun for a while, but obviously we know where this episode is going because of how Beast looks and because of these quote-unquote Bigfoot enthusiasts or whatever it is out in the same fucking Redwood Forest that he's going to get caught somehow. So one of the assholes pulls out a Trank gun, uh, hits Beast with it. He runs after them. This fucking electrified cage wraps itself around Beast. And so they're back at the camp when Beast wakes up and one of them is like, oh, it looks like we caught us uh, the real McCoy. Yeah, there's this one scientist, and he's looking at Beast. And then the two dudes with guns walk over, and they're talking about a taxidermist. And the scientist is like, well, I don't want him stuffed. We were spo- like, you just want to study him. And he's like, I knew it was a mistake to bring those two along. So you get, you know, science versus idiots here. I love Wolfsbane. She's a fucking adorable in this episode. I like her pigtails. Yeah, she's so cute. She looks so cute. And even in her wolf form, she still looks adorable. Yeah. Because the kids can't find him. They can't find Beast. And so Kitty asks Ronnie if she can track him. <laughs> hey, Ronnie. Ronnie. Can you have uh, him for me on Saturday? Are you an old lady working at a New Jersey diner? Is that what you were? Yeah, no. I mean, the name Ronnie for a girl reminds me of, like, some ladies in her 70s with a stoma. (laughs) 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 I have very specific weird correlations with names in my head. Like, um, the name Pat and why I don't like being called Pat is because I knew somebody named Pat. And uh, she was really old. Like, okay, so she was like a boomer and she had no fashion sense and she was really rude and she sounded like she smoked for 40 years. So that's what I imagine when people say Pat. And that's not what I envisioned myself as. (laughs) Chrissy the other day was like, oh, so you know John. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry, Jonathan. And I was like, you can call him John. (laughs) There are some people who just call me, call him John. (laughs) Don't don't give her the okay for me. That's not okay with me. I don't want her fucking calling me John. That's rude. Ugh, I'm offended. Are you? At the tutoring center, you you introduced yourself as John. No, I didn't. A lot of people there called you John. A couple of people did, but it was uh, it was really at at Jeff's. And then I got offended. 
You got offended at what? Because they called you something different. <laughs> All right, whatever. I don't know where I'm going to be editing that out and picking that up, but I guess <laughs> we'll I'll figure it out later. Um, something about Ronnie. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so Kitty asked Ronnie if she could track... Rain. I know to track uh to track beast and so so she she transforms into her wolf form and starts sniffing and then so then back at the at the camp you know the the scientist is saying something and beast says hey and it surprises the shit out of the scientist uh and he's like human human and beast is like I have to admit this cage is brilliant it was it was really funny how they started talking that scientist was so mansplaining oh because he said human Humansplain. Yes, exactly. I thought it was amazing how quickly, you know, the scientist just kind of accepted uh, what was right in front of him and realized that he needed to help Beast somehow. Like um, anybody else would have been like, oh shit, we're going to get rich off of this. Or, or, you know, the fucking, the dudes with the fucking trank guns would have been like, yeah, we need to put him to sleep so then we can kill him and get him fucking stuffed by a taxidermist. But this one guy who believes in science uh, was like, oh, shit, I have to figure out a way to get you out of here and release you. And I really thought that that was amazing. So Beast tells him, like, you can see why we need to hide ourselves from the world. And there's already others looking for me. So then you get in the, the fucking all the fucking Bigfoot searchers are in their fucking trucks and driving away. And there's a storm. So then you get this fucking mudslide and all of them get uh, pushed down into this river and it's really sad because Beast is trying to hang on to the fucking side, the sides of this cage to brace himself and it's electrified. So he's literally being electrocuted and the fucking, thank God the kids are there and see this. And uh, I just, I love this whole sequence, all of them working together. Uh, Iceman uh, fucking creating dams to isolate the fucking cage where Beast is. And then Sunspot runs out and is like, ah, oh, come on, give me a little sun. And the sun peeks through the fucking clouds and it gets powered up, dives into the water and brings up the fucking cage. And then Beast, obviously the fucking good guy, wants to help these assholes that trapped him, you know, get out of the fucking water. So he knocks over a tree and is holding it. And the fucking kids start helping the guys get onto the tree so they can climb to safety. And the fucking idiots with the guns, start chasing Beast. <laughs> Should I really be surprised? I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I don't know. No, because people are fucking stupid. Like, this guy just saved you, and you're gonna go after him to fucking try and capture him again. I think this says a lot about how big game hunters are assholes. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, what's, what's his name? Eric Trump? The one who yep. looks inbred with a fucked up teeth? Oh, sorry, I'm sorry, that was all of them. Yeah, all of them. I don't know which one. There's I don't know which one of them, but I think the they they're I think the it. blonde's one. Are they there's one that's blonde, I think. Yeah, that's uh, Eric. anyway. That one. Um yeah, he did that. You know, sometimes you see those stories about like elephants and stuff who are getting hunted who like trample the people who are hunting them, and I think that that's beautiful and needs to happen more often. I agree. It is beautiful. I know, like, it's different coming from you than it is from me, because you're actually vegan, but I I, I hate big game hunting. It's, it's stupid. Like, you have a small penis. There are other solutions. You don't need to go out and kill a wild animal. 
Yeah, if you have a small dick, you still have a prostate. <laughs> yeah. So so it's upsetting. But anyway. So yeah, so all the fucking students, you know, work together again to go defend Beast. Wolfsbane jumped on one of the guys and tosses his gun away. Iceman freezes this other dude's gun and snatches and it. it. Yes. Yeah. That was amazing. Um <laughs> Evan goes Bigfoot's got friends. Get the point. That was really funny. Was it? I thought it, it was, was a little lame, but okay. I love puns. I love I puns. No, you're a dad. Uh, I'm not. You would. You would likely know that about me. I would. So yeah, and so then Beast snarls at them, and and the guys, you know, run off. And so like the rest of the scientists are talking to each other, and like the nice scientist guy just like plays it off like like it was nothing, like you know, nothing happens. And again, I think that that's really cool. It said something about, to me anyway, about trying to coexist with nature. And I think, you know, Beast was a great character to use to make this to make this point. That hunting, big game, is stupid. Coexist with nature. Leave it alone. Be nice. Believe science. Wear a mask. Social <laughs> distance. Um, get your vaccines. All your vaccines, wear protection, wear a condom, use a dental dam, and wear a cup. Get your prostate exam when you're supposed to. <laughs> what else should you do? Water your lawn. No, that's that's going against the point of Don't. living with nature. Don't have a lawn. Let your lawn starve and die. Good. Uh <laughs> So the animals don't have anything to nibble on, and then the animals no, die. No, you replace. You don't get a lawn. You just have moss or clover. Go in scorched earth. Uh, <laughs> invest in the military. Blast your nukes. Blast your nukes. Uh, what else? Support war bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Buy war bonds. We can do it, girls. That's what I have to say about this episode. <laughs> what do you have to say? So I feel like this happens also with WandaVision, which just, you know, finished a few weeks ago. But I feel like hating a character in one medium definitely translates to all mediums, for me at least. Because, like, for WandaVision, the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, I fucking hate Wanda. I fucking okay. hate this bitch. I don't <laughs> like the Avengers. I don't care about them. I hope they all die. Okay. <laughs> And I'm watching this, I was just like, I don't give a shit about Beast. He's a fucking asshole. He's a race traitor. <laughs> really? Yeah, I can't separate it. Like, you can, like, compartmentalize it in your mind. I just see it as, like, this is Beast. He is bad. <laughs> All right. Well, Patty, there is a mantra that I go by. Maybe you've you've heard of them before. In the immortal words of the offspring... You've got to keep them separated. <laughs> hey, man, are you talking back to me? Take him out. You got to keep them separated. All right, that's that's how it goes. I'm I'm glad I can I can do that. You know, I mean, because I look at X Men the animated series. I look at this. I look at Wolverine in the X Men. I look at uh, fucking Kelsey Grammer playing Beast in X Men: The Last Stand. It's like. I mean, in The Last Stand, there's 
you know, I, I'd have to think about that a bit more critically, but I think Kelsey Grammer did a fan fucking tastic job as beast in that movie. But then in the comics, I, I don't, I don't like him. And, you know, I mean, for, for a while in the comics, it was like, you know, okay, like I actively hate him. And now it's to the point where, yeah, I don't like him, but I've made peace with that. His character is serving a, a purpose. So I'm not saying that, you know, I like him, like I'm rooting for him. I'm just more accepting of like, oh, this is the character that's going to fuck around a little bit and everyone else is going to find out. He fucks around, everyone else finds out. Wow, I'm surprised at you. You've never said that about Mystique and I don't think you ever will. Mystique? Yeah. I feel like it would be great if she just showed up and fucked everybody's shit. Maybe at the gala, but eventually just show up and just fucking flip tables. Well, and so that's the thing. That's kind of, you, you know, for the most part, that's been her purpose in comics. And that's why it's been so easy for me to hate her. You know, and, and it's possible that it's just like the stories that I'm most familiar with or the stories that come to mind first before anything else. You know, people have been saying to me for a while, like, oh, you should read her solo series. And so I finally did not too long ago, as of this recording anyway, And the way it started out was like, I'm actually kind of rooting for her. And it was weird, but it was nice. And it's, you know, it's because of the writers. It's, it's, it's the writers that want to do something a little different with a character as opposed to like the same old thing. Like, whoop, it's Mystique. Oh, can we trust her? We let's trust her. Let's trust her. Whoops. Boom. Big betrayal. Oh, fuck. And fucking Jennifer Lawrence just fucking diary at all over that character yeah yeah and it wasn't even done well and so that stinks but yeah oh, she's it, a horrible fucking actress i hate her and and so you know currently where where beast is in the comics the writing is kind of playing into the way he's been in recent years and it's okay like i said i've sort of accepted it mystique hasn't gotten a ton of focus other than just you know i want my wife back as of now, within the next couple of months, maybe that's that's changed. I don't I don't know. But yeah, so I've, I've again, I really like this episode. I like the cast that was used. Um, I like Beast in this cartoon. I don't remember much other development of him beyond this episode. This is still early in his in his development, and it was it was good. It was really interesting. Yeah, I liked this episode. You know, we got to see like. I guess a good side of Beast compared to what, how we see him in the comics. So, I mean, it gave us something like if Hank was a good character in the comics, what would he be like? And this kind of gave us an idea. And, you know, especially with the kids supporting him and, you know, trying to, you know, Kitty making up this whole plan for him to, I guess, feel his oats or something. Want some oatmeal? <laughs> But yeah, this episode was cute. It wasn't as cute as the um, dance episode. I I loved the dance episode because just I love drama. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings Evolution. Thanks for joining us. And remember to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and on Twitter at mutant musings. Join us for episode 11 in two weeks when we discuss Walk on the Wild Side and Operation Rebirth. And until then, Bigfoot was right.